Hi, and welcome to the Hip Health is Pow Her podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Anna Esperham. I'm an MD, nationally recognized physician with triple board certifications in integrative functional medicine, pediatrics, and medical acupuncture with special pain training and clinical hypnosis and aromatherapy certifications, and we have a team of healthcare professionals that provide real and evidence-based information to support women on their health and wellness path, and our goal is to empower you to awaken your best self, connect with the true you, heal and recover from health issues, symptoms, chronic pain, illness, life stressors, all while feeling your healthiest, full of vitality and stamina to do what you love. And now I'm obligated to tell you our disclaimer that Anna Esperham, MD, is a medical doctor, but she is not your doctor and she is not offering medical advice on this podcast. So if you are in need of professional advice or medical care, you must seek out the services of your own doctor or healthcare professional. As this podcast provides information only and does not provide any financial, legal, medical, or psychological services or advice, and none of the content on this podcast prevents, cures, or treats any mental or medical condition, as you are responsible for your own physical, mental, and emotional well being decisions, choices, actions, and results. Health is Power LLC disclaims any liability for your reliance on any opinions or advice contained in this podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Health is Power podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Anna, and we have a very special guest today who I met um, at the Female Entrepreneur Association that I am a member of. Her name is Pamela Summers, and she's an award-winning and international best-selling author and entrepreneur. She's won so many different awards, and uh, we just really connected just because we really sort of resonate with um, surrendering to um, our higher selves and really just listening to our inner self, that authentic self, that spirit of ours, um, and really following our intuition. And so I just want to introduce Pamela Summers today. I'm super excited you're here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, um, I'm so glad we got to finally connect. It's so cool to have this podcast and just meet people all over the world. Um, she, yeah. um, Pamela's in London right now. So international bestseller, everybody. Um, and we'll also talk about your books too. I actually just got one of your books as well. Um, so I'm super excited to tell everyone here about uh, what you do. Um, so just tell us a little bit about your background and kind of how you got, um, into some of this divine guidance. And, um, so the listeners know who you are. Yeah, sure. Oh, I suppose you could say I've had quite a diverse background really. Um, I was born to, um, Mauritian parents from Mauritius, immigrant. I was born in um, England. Um, and um, so basically, um, divine guidance started way, way when I was younger, really. Um, I've, I've always been quite self-sufficient. Um, I've had numerous transformational, I would say, episodes in my life. One of them was early as um, when I was about 10 years old. I woke, woke up in the early hours and all of a sudden I couldn't walk. Um, um, it just just happened just like that. I couldn't walk. And this happened for, seemed like a few months. Um, the doctor didn't know what happened, how it happened or anything else. Uh, my legs swallowed up and I didn't know what happened. My, my parents were distraught. Um, and then like I had to try, I knew that there was something out there that, um, and I just had to rely and have faith that it was going to come out of this. 
I mean, especially as you can imagine as a child, not being able to join in other, other things and what's happened, all of a sudden I can't walk, where's this come from? None of the um, hospital could find out what it was or anything like that. Then all of a sudden I started walking. So who knew? But it did take, I mean, from a young age, putting faith in, you know, something unseen, that's when everything, I suppose, really started. I remember seeing my uncle praying at nighttime and, and things like that, and I just sort of copied him. And I just felt that, you know, there was, there was something, a higher power, bigger than us. Um, then later on, um, I felt called to um, pursue this, really, pursue this. What, what, what is this? Um, and I was guided to go to church. I started going to church. Um, and then it sort of grew, all grew from there, really. Um, and then I started um, hearing, like, for example, I would listen to, in the middle of the night, I would hear voices like advice and things like that. Um, I remember once um, we were staying in the flat and I heard a message saying to me, and I do believe, I think it was like a guardian angel, really, saying to me, um, you need to wake up. And I, was, I love my sleep, so I was like really fast asleep and I was like no I, can't, I don't want to wake up I'm tired and I was like no you need to wake up now if you don't wake up now everything in, in your place will be gone so I woke up and then all of a sudden I saw a light um because it like we had to, we got like a window above the front room at the time and I thought oh my god who is that that's not that wasn't my partner either because he was uh, next to me and I was like oh my god so got him up and it turned out there was a burglar there in the in the flat um, he dropped the camera that I had and he basically legged it down the street with my partner chasing him. Um, and just various things like that started happening, um, getting messages. And that's, that's another biggie to trust, you know, trust what you hear. Um, that I didn't realise then that was clear audient. So I sort of um, tapped into this a bit more, found out more about this. Um, and it all just continued then. Um, then later on in, in my life, in my early 40s, actually, um, I was working at a school at the time, and which I, lo I loved. And it was during the summer holidays. I had um, I decided to take on the garden, and I'm no gardener really. So I bought these um, heavy duty tools. I thought, oh, no, I know I've been waiting for my other half to do them so long. I've had enough. I'm going to tackle them myself. So I, I tackled the garden and I was hacking away and there was this long, big, really heavy metal um, tools that I was using. And all of a sudden my hands started to shake and they were physically shaking. I didn't know, uncontrollably, I couldn't even hold a glass of water. And I thought, oh my God, what's happening? Um, so long story short, I went to the doctors, went to, after numerous tests, hospital visits, um, they basically said to me that I couldn't use my right hand. I had permanent injury. So I was absolutely devastated because I mean, I use my, I'm right-handed, use it for everything. Um, I couldn't do the basic things, brush my hair, um, cut up food, anything. So I needed help for everything. And I also was worried about, oh, how am I going to contribute to my family? I couldn't like go to work. I kept trying to go to work. The Catholic school I was working in, they said, no, you can't work. Um, you know, and I kept trying and going back. And then the doctor said, look, this is it. This is the story. If you if you keep on trying, if you keep on trying to go back to work, it's going to cause permanent damage. You won't ever be able to use it. Um, so I had to. I was devastated. I thought, Oh my god, what am I going to do? 
um, I was I'm musical as well. I write songs. I like to write songs. I couldn't play the guitar, pick up an instrument. I was heartbroken, you know. So then again, I was praying. Oh, why why has this happened? I couldn't understand it. It's come out of like a bolt, come out of nowhere. I was devastated. I didn't know what to do. I was literally on my knees, not knowing what to do. Then one day I bought a bracelet to cheer myself up and um, a sparkly bracelet. And I was at the physio um, waiting room and the receptionist said to me, oh, wow, I love your bracelet. Where'd you get it from? You know, and she's asking about that. And, you know, that compliment, that one compliment really changed me, changed me. I don't know. It made me feel so good after so long of feeling down. I went home with a spring in my step, a smile on my face. Later on that evening, um, suddenly occurred to me, actually, do you know what? I would really want to make other people feel just as special as I did. How could I do this? And then it was almost like the sparkly bracelet spoke to me, just twinkled and almost like you know, a message said to me, I know, I'm going to sell bracelets and make other people feel happy. And that's how it started with the bracelet, it all began with a bracelet. And so Summer Sparkle, my jewellery business, begun. I started selling a few bracelets. I didn't know how to do anything like that business-wise in the sense of I used to actually be a manager in a bank and help other businesses with their um, accounts and their, well, their business and how to show them how to make money, ironically. And I remember someone saying to me, oh, you made me so much money. You should be doing this for yourself. And I remember laughing at them. Oh, no, that's not for me. Business, no way. I like I like. Uh, I like the laid back style I'll just do my 95 and go home I, I don't want to no I'm not a business person so funny enough this this I remember this later on so we started on the website and then suddenly people start buying our bracelets then we started expanding the jewelry people loved them and, and start telling other people before we knew it we started winning awards um and especially from um, like wedding awards, um, couples, people buying them our jewellery for their wedding. So we've turned into a bit of a special occasion business. Um, and then we started getting featured on um, publications like uh, British Vogue and many other publications. Um, and it just grew from there, really. Um, and it just happened. Like I mean, I still had trouble with my arm. I still have it today. But I just do a little bit what I can. And then it will soon tell me to stop. You can't do any more. But every single day, I just put one foot in front of the other. And I literally was guided. I would say divinely guided every, every step of the way and what to do. And then, then I started writing books. That's another story. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that was when you had, when you couldn't walk when you were young, so at age 10, and then again with the hand issue, um, with the shaking, the uncontrollable shaking, do you think at those times they were, it was sort of its own divine guidance or its own message that you were receiving at that time through some of these physical health symptoms that maybe you weren't able to listen, you know, through other ways? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I reckon that maybe, I reckon I probably had inklings, but I ignored them. And yeah. I think they basically come out in health. You know, if you leave them too long, they, they some things can, um, mer you know, come to the surface and so that you have no choice but to, to look at it. You have yeah. no choice. Yeah, yeah, that's what. Absolutely. 
I, a few years ago when I started working, I was so sick, uh, I think in 2017 mm. for no reason at all, like lab tests were normal. And I mean, I just was so fatigued, so weak, losing weight, all this stuff. And I, and I just remember, um, I, I finally asked for help, just kind of like divine, you know, help, um, ask mm. God for help. And, and then, um, a, a spiritual mentor that one of my friends had been seeing monthly, um, you know, uh, was completely full and I couldn't ever get into him. And then all of a sudden he showed up like someone canceled me. He showed up and, and started working with me. And so the first day that I started working with him, I remember he was like, Whoa, you know, something happened with your higher self. It's like, you know, a thousand miles away. And usually when health symptoms show up like this, it's usually the beginning that it's usually first is spiritual. You got to take care of the spiritual piece, you know, then it's the emotional mental piece. And then it's the physical health piece that you can finally start working on but the spiritual component is the first and foremost that you need to start working on um, in terms of health issues and so you know when he you know and I were working finally just connecting with my higher self my spirit um you know things just started falling into place and I started getting healthier and but it's constant work you know it's it's a it's a lot mm -hmm. of work the connection following your inner guidance trusting yourself um we often don't trust ourselves yeah. um and, and we become disconnected and a lot of these health issues do show up so I totally yeah. understand yeah yeah I mean yeah I, I get what you mean by that, yeah, because it's like a case of having to, it's when, you, when you're having to look at it, sometimes maybe you're avoiding it and you think, oh, no, that's just, uh, you fob it off and think, no, no, that's just, uh, I'm imagining it or, um, and just you, so many, you know, you might be going to the daily grind, just go, getting on with things and um, and then something happens and you have no choice but to take the blinkers off and really look at it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, I mean, you know, I still, even though I'm, you know, triple board certified and I have all these certifications in the health and wellness and I practice what I preach and I still have, you know, these health messages all the time because I, you know, I'm, I'm very action oriented and I'm always like, go, go, go productive, achievement, yeah, you know, yeah, accomplishing. Yeah. And then it's like, then the health shows up because I'm, I could be ignoring it. And so right now, for example, I've got this pain in the neck you know, this oh, like real bad pain in the neck right, that just yes, shows yes. up. What's interesting is it goes away on the weekends. And then oh. when I go back to work during the weekdays, it just ramps up. It is yeah. so bad. And it's always the night before I have to go to work. And then I'm just dealing with this pain in the neck. And you know what it is, is finally after like, oh, uh, really surrendering, which you're going to talk about surrendering to this message, surrendering to this divine yeah. guidance. Yeah. It's really that, you know, uh, what I perceived is a pain in the neck working with certain people. It's a pain in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so yeah. yeah so it's so interesting how you know we're such powerful human beings i always say this we're really powerful human beings because our spirits are so incredibly powerful we're connected to this higher power um to god whatever you want to call it the creator the universe and you know it's all within us we're all one um we're all divine and you know we just have to really sit and listen and pay attention just like with you know your clear audience that little whisper you know that you were getting so what do you do um, in terms of your, you know, daily practices um, or your sort of divine practice, sort of learning to trust that inner guidance um, just to kind of teach others who are listening today? Yeah, well, I always start the day off um, 
pray and also in gratitude. I always uh, wake up and I say everything, the things I'm grateful for to have in my life. Uh, it could be my lifestyle, my family, um, the home I live in. You know, it could be really small things as well. You know, it could be just like the weather, the, the birds are singing. And, and just I think gratitude is the first foremost, really, um, being grateful that you're alive. Um, and then I, um, I always have a, a morning meditation. And I like to have that before I start work, really, because um, I think when I have that, then it's like I'm mentally grounded and I'm focused and um, everything is like a lot more smoother because I, I always find if I don't have that, I get a bit grouchy and things become unclear and focused. And then I'll be thinking, oh, no, what's happened and I'll think, oh, I didn't do this. And, you know, it will tell me, it remind me almost. And it's just nice to be centred, I think, start the day off centred and calmly. Um, so, but also um, throughout the day, just to, to remind yourself, um, take a few moments to yourself now and then just, just to remember what I find helpful is that if you're having a mad panicky day that we all, we all do at times, <laughs> um, it's just a simple thing as putting your hand on your heart and just remember, just remembering something about the heart that's quite uh, magical because you're like centered and it, it it's, reminds you to come back to yourself. Um, even if it's just for a moment and it's like, it just remem remembers you to be you and that, okay, I've got this and then, and then go on and, and carry on. Um, I also end the day, um, I like to see what, you know, like a review, if you like, what's gone well, what hasn't got so well, but try to sort of focus on what's, what has gone well more. Um, things haven't gone so good, maybe, maybe briefly look at um, what you could have done differently, but I wouldn't dwell on the negative so much because the next day is always a chance to start anew, you know. Um, and then again, um, I'd have a meditation before, say, I go to bed um and then get quiet and then again uh gratitude as well because I think that puts you in a relaxed state of mind and it gives you that sense of ease that all is well um that's uh, also it's just um even primal even to just let you know that it's safe it's okay to go to sleep it's uh you're secure everything's gonna be okay and I think even then that helps you get a better night's sleep as well doing things like that yeah, yeah, I, I do that as much as possible, especially um, now I just really, really started, oof, I think several months ago with that morning, because before I went into work, it was all chaos, right? So you yeah. wake up in the morning, and you have a chaotic where you're rushing yeah. around, you're yeah. getting your makeup on, you're trying to, yeah. you know, swap something for breakfast. And, and so it's all a rush, right? And then it's all kind of chaotic. And that really sets your day up for kind of a chaotic day also during mm. the work day. But if you do, wake up in the morning and just, yeah, have a centered prayer, um, or just gratitude or just knowing uh, maybe even a little prayer that to help the day go smooth mm -hmm. and happy and provide joy or inner harmony or peace, even yeah. if it's just a word, you know, just peace 
just kind of thinking about peace and what it feels like to you and just for 30 seconds, you know, this doesn't have to be, you know, a long time, um, but, you know, just gradually building that practice up so that you really, you're not in control of your day, but you can actually allow your spirit just to be very connected with you. And it just exudes a lot of mm. gratitude and happiness, joy, peace, comfort, and calm. So, and, and talking about, you know, the nighttime when you're reviewing the day, you know, a lot of people, we build up um, a lot of debris, a lot of clutter, a clutter, you know, whether it be emotional, mental, physical over the day. Um, and, and so that process of surrender that we were going to talk mm-hmm. about and letting go, um, how did you uh, start um, getting involved in that practice? Because a lot of people, it's very hard. It's, and it's also very hard to forgive. Um, um, mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't know if you have any talking points on that. Yeah. I mean, they're all kind of connected really. Um, first of all, it's like, um, a lot of us like to con- try and control everything. And I think it was a real learning curve for me to learn that I can't control everything. <laughs> I do like to try and control things as much as I possibly can, but you, you just can't do it. Nobody can really. So that was a, a learning curve. So just basically, it's almost like imagining that there's a weight on top of your shoulders and just releasing it, just letting it go. And um, you could imagine even, I imagine you could imagine like dark shadows floating above from you, like just literally letting them go and it's flying off you into, well, not space, but I just give it up to the divine. Just give it up, just let it go and surrender and just trust that. You know, just trust all is going to be well. It's going to be okay. I don't need to take this on. I'm not on my own. You're not on your own. Um, you know, we're divinely surrounded. Um, so, you know, we have helpers. We have our spiritual, gu- you know, guides, angels, um, God, you know, obviously depending what religion you are, what your beliefs are. But we do have helpers. You don't have to take it all on yourself. So just let go. Even just taking slow deep breath in and slowly exhale out as you do it just let let go um some people even I know a couple of friends of mine for example I know they usually like to they like to imagine that they're they're cutting um the the debris off they cut they're cutting it with scissors above so it actually leaves you um you know whatever way works for you that helps you and just leave it all behind you don't have to take it like if you're going to sleep to sleep with you or anything just let go and start fresh um but surrendering yeah that that's not easy at first but I think the more you do it the, the easier it will get and then you find that actually hey you know the world didn't fall apart that I wasn't in control you know the sun still shines the next day the birds are still singing I don't have to control everything. It's okay. Just take it easy on yourself. You know, it's okay. You just, it's all right for me to let go and just release things. Yeah. And it's funny how, well, things can, I mean, life can get bad and it can get hard and um, it's so tough, but you know, 
at some point in time, it's always leading you. It's always has, you know, led you toward something, Mm -hmm. something very Mm -hmm. divine, leading you toward, you know, developing your talents or leading you to your, you know, not necessarily destiny in a way, but just something where you can um, really give to others and give to yourself. And, you know, a lot of times it's hard to find that, especially in the society where we're trying to impress so many people and, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to, you know, survive and thrive in, in, society and and gain money and and stuff like that and have jobs where you know it's kind of respected and so um so it's it, it is tough to listen to ourselves and find that we're worthy enough to really sit and listen and gain that insight and listen to that um divine inner guidance um which is interesting that you kind of had a lot of the the whispers um I, one of my spiritual mentor had told me he used to he was in vietnam um he is a war veteran and he used to fly the helicopters um to drop um the soldiers off and then also pick them up mm-hmm. while um they were being shot at and so oh he yeah. he um you know he was in you know definitely the you know one of the biggest war zones and um he would it would be so dangerous to um land the helicopter in the middle of the war zone because you'll get shot at because they shoot at the helicopters you know and so but he was so connected to his divine guidance he would literally wait and just listen and he would get that whisper and say okay it's so it's safe to land now he would land pick up the soldiers and fly away without being shot at so it's just Mm. but he would do a lot of practice i mean he did obviously a lot of meditation um throughout the day really connecting to his inner self um Mm. and you know it does it does take um a lot of time for you for you to develop that, I think, because I think we all have it. We all do have it. We all have it. Yes, absolutely. Um, But also with the inner guidance, I think a lot of people always, because we're always comparing ourselves to other people and we always think someone else knows more than us, I think, a lot of the time. And you you can make yourself dizzy constantly asking everybody, oh, should I do this, do that? What do you think? Oh, how can I do this? But sometimes... It's easy to get carried away, constantly asking other people all the time what to do, what to do, blah, 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 blah. But sometimes if you stay still, um, you the answer will come, you know. I mean, obviously, there are practical things that you, yes, you do have to learn the practical things, how to do something, if it's something technical. But sometimes we don't give ourselves an opportunity for, for you know, that knowledge to come out because we're too busy already. Um, <laughs> messaging other people how do you do this put it on the on the Facebook how do you do this I don't know how to do this how I never know you know before you know it you just but that is like you're not trusting yourself because sometimes you do know the answer the answer will come to you and I think you, everyone knows more than they think they do you yeah. know you'd be surprised at yourself so allow sometimes you've got to allow your potential to come out allow your wisdom to come out and because we're so busy doing all the time, it's easy to forget, oh, I haven't got time for that. I haven't got time for that. But I think you'll be pleasantly surprised when you do start to spend time with yourself. I think a lot of people are afraid to do this. Sometimes spend time with themselves, by themselves, with themselves, like sharing their own company. Um, I think if anything, the situation, you know, in the world at the moment has, has taught us this. A lot of people are afraid to be by themselves in their own company constantly. But I think, Sometimes that can teach us lessons in itself. 
Just a brief intermission to let you know our Health is Power Wellness Coaching Members Club has successfully launched with an amazing group of women and wanted to let you know that you can be a part of this too. This is a members club for women who want to heal or recover from any chronic symptoms, pain, illness, or who just want to have more energy, perform better at school or at work by learning and implementing evidence-based wellness, self-care, nutrition, fitness, integrative therapies for mental health health, physical health, emotional, and spiritual health, as we'll have a monthly topic masterclass and workbook or health challenge with a community of women who are supporting each other each and also with an accountability partner. And this is the time to be well, stay well, because our health is number one. Without it, we really can't do anything. So please head over to www.healthispower.com and check us out. We'd love to have you. And, you know, eventually, honestly, if we're talking about, you know, if accomplishing something in life or really finding purpose in life, you know, it really, um, guides you toward your purpose and your meaning by sitting and listening. And, mm-hmm. um, and it is tough. I, I even had a tough time a few years ago when I started my meditation practice. Oh my word, I could not do it. I mean, I was just, uh, what is that? The monkey mind. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, had the monkey uh, yeah. mind and I just couldn't, yeah. I couldn't sit and listen. There was so much emotion, so much anxiety, so much um, anger, so much pain, so much grief, so much hurt. And it really hurt um, to sit and listen to all Mm. that, that I had to pay attention to in order to release and forgive and surrender. Because Mm. some of that you do have to experience and become aware of, and it is painful. I mean, it it is. Um, because yeah. all these obstacles, all these challenges, all these hardships, all the, are all these hardships and all this adversity was really leading me toward, you know, my true meaning, my true purpose. And that is kind of what I'm doing today. I mean, I'm still following it. I'm still learning. I'm still kind of being guided. Um, I mean, just for an example, talking about, you know, health issues besides the pain in the neck, there's been, I, I sort of had um, a few recent experiences of what I perceive to be betrayal you know, just one of those other, mm-hmm. you know, emotions and situations and, um, by uh, a few people. And, you know, when I was talking to God about it, you know, the higher power, it was really just leading me towards another path instead of being, um, kind of bogged down by, and being blocked by all these people and mm-hmm. trying to work with all these people that mm-hmm. really this divine guidance is trying to lead me toward another path. I don't necessarily know what it is yet, but at least I'm sort of skirting around and seeing where the path is. So it's interesting about these messages. Um, and I liked your discussion on the imagery, like how you discussed how to let go and surrender because some people, they think, you know, meditation is really just um, void and blackness and nothingness. And it's really, you know, there's so much imagery. Um, you know, when I'm doing certain meditations, I do the same thing. If I have a lot of hurt inside, I release it. it it's like little wisps of smoke mm. or something like, you yeah, know, yeah. and it changes every time, you it know, does, cha- yeah. the imagery changes. And then I give it up to God, you know, because yeah, he doesn't, right. you know, they don't want me to have that. The universe doesn't want me to have it. So you just give yeah. it up and you just keep giving it up and yeah. you just keep giving it up yeah. and you just sit with it and you just, um, acknowledge where it's at in your body, where it's at in your spirit. And then you just keep giving it up in whatever way you envision. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Surrendering. Yeah. 
and it's hard sometimes especially um say throughout the day as you go about your day you might come across challenges and things like that and then there'll be like there'll be a new thing there you've given up as much as you can and then there's more to give there's more you find that there's even more you think I thought I've given everything oh there's so much (laughs) to breathe (laughs) it's so much I mean deep down inside and then it pops up like in our memory something we did you know when we were like eight years old and and we resent (laughs) and we have so much remorse and then you're like oh gosh this keeps coming up and you just have to sit with it you have to be aware of it. You might have to go back there and just forgive and love mm. yourself and trust that you can move on and give it yeah. up and surrender, let go, release, release what no longer serves Forgiveness you. Forgiveness is a big thing. Yeah. Cause it's always hard sometimes to forgive ourselves, isn't it? I think we're so hard on ourselves a lot, a lot of the time. Um, but I think forgiving yourself is the, is the big thing, you know, biggie is a good place to start. Yeah, I think so. And it's, yeah, it's definitely hard. Um, and it's hard to forgive other people, especially when you've been hurt by them. Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's not, I, it's hard. It's not necessarily about them. It's for you. It's Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's a breath of fresh air for you, really. You're, Cause you're the one that's, that's hurt the most. They've got, they're going off, you know, doing their life. They're doing their thing. They've forgotten all about what they've done to you know you for example or you know anybody else who's gone through this um but you know but you're sitting with it you know it's like a big ball you need to just let it go just let forgive yeah forgive because it's your you know your shoulders in the end that you will feel the, the weight that's gone from it and it's just amazing afterwards that feeling that light feeling afterwards and you feel like oh wow that felt yeah. so good. And you also think, why didn't I do this a long time ago? <laughs> yeah, I know. You've lived with all that anger and all that grief and all that rage. And and finally, you've replaced it with love. Um, yeah, and, yeah. You know, love is so powerful. You know, the heart is really one of our biggest electromagnetic you know, wave centers. Um, it's got so much more energy than the brain. It puts off so much more energy than the brain. And, and, you know, it is one of our biggest energy centers and to allow ourselves to love is a lot more powerful, you know, than the that's hurt. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love is at the core of everything. It's the opposite of fear as well, because, you know, where there's love, there's no need to fear. Yeah. And, and we can give it to ourselves. Just like you said, like we, Mm. we give it to ourselves. It's not selfish. The more we give to ourselves, the more love we can give to others because we do, we, we do like to give love to a lot of other people and our kids and our spouses, all the people we take care of, um, our clients and, you know, uh, women, we do give a lot and then, but we also have to give more to ourselves every time we give. That's right. Fill your, uh, your own cup first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what, you, what's others, the saying? yeah. you know, put your oxygen mask on first. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. That's yeah. saying mm-hmm. yeah. it's so interesting. So, uh, Pamela, tell us a little bit about how you got into writing your books. Yeah. Well, um, I was watching the news actually. And at the time there was a lot of young people, um, I don't know, they were doing this suicide thing. They were just like, there was this, I don't know whether it was trending at the time or something, but there was seemed to be a lot of young people, committing suicide and I was really disturbed by this um and I just felt that I I wanted to do something even in a small way to help help them and then that also reminded me when I was younger and I had similar thoughts or when I felt really alone uh like I had nowhere no one to turn to not soul um and I just wanted to reach out and help them so I just started writing I didn't have a plan or anything like that I literally just that um God help me just guide me um what to do, what to write. And then all of a sudden, 
at three o'clock, about three or four o'clock in the morning, I used to get these divine downloads. And all of a sudden I get all these ideas and I have to just write them down as much as possible. And then the next day I'll be typing them up what I can. Um, and it just gradually came from there, really. And I just started writing and it just, it just literally, it was almost like everything was pouring out of me, like from pen to paper. Um, and also I, like in my first book, I did have a lot of things that happened in my own life that I shared as well um, to things like loneliness and, you know, things that I'd gone through and stuff like that and to share and to give hope to other people, especially, especially at the time, young people, um, that there is light at the end of the tunnel. I, did, I wanted them to know that it's not the end of the world. There is hope. Um, you don't have to compare yourself to others. And uh, you know, I was just like helping them build their self-esteem, self-worth. There is more to you. You know, you have so much worth in you. Um, you know, you, you were born perfect. You know, you are a walking miracle. Um, you know, I just wanted to get the, the point across. And for me at the time, I was only ever going to write one book. And to me, if I only could help one person, that would be my, that's my work done really. But then all of a sudden it's like, knock, knock. There's more work to be done here. And then the next book came and they just went from there to there, really. And then uh, readers start contacting me, telling me how much I've helped them in their life and how they, you know, I've inspired them to go for things and things like that. And people, uh, you know, contacting me, thanking me for writing the book. Um, thank you so much for writing. This has really helped me. And I was just amazed. And I thought, oh, my word, I never realized, you know, you just don't know. So just go with it. If you have an instinct and to do something, just go with it because it's for a reason. And someone out there is waiting. Is wait. They probably need your message. You don't know that. You know they they need. They're waiting to hear from you. You don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the more people we can encourage to do that, that you know, our world would be such a different place because yeah. it is. You're right. Everyone is a walking miracle if you think about it in the way that we were created, and you know we were put on this planet for a purpose because we are perfect. And um, it's so amazing that, you know, we are alive today. It's such a huge blessing. Mm. Tell us um, about your books. Yeah. So my first book is really, it was called Life Lessons from 40 something. And basically it's um, lessons I've learned from my life really. And I wanted to share with younger people from a 40 something. So really it goes up to the age of 39 really. Um, to help people like even things like um creating boundaries learning to say no because it's amazing the amount of people that will not say no I still struggle wonder, <laughs> yeah why they wonder why they feel so overwhelmed and everything it's funny because I when I was um a bank manager um a colleague said to me oh my god you're so assertive you you're just like you can say no right when it gets too much and she, how do you do that and I was like what do you mean? Because like, she said, I can't say no. I have to say yes to everything, even. And then afterwards, you know, she'll be like regretting it <laughs> as soon as she said yes and, and tried to get out of it. She just can't. But you just say, no, you can't do that straight away. Because it all, I think it all stems from love for yourself, you see, because you, you, you've got to protect your own energy as well. And we can only do so much. So if something's putting demands on you and you realistically can't do it, I don't think it's a disservice of anything. I think it's a good thing to say, to be upfront and say, I can't do this, but I can do that or something in, in a way to help. Um, 
but it was that was really interesting to know that the amount of people that have trouble saying no um because the thing is it's just like a bit like energy a bit like your health it will show up in another way because you're not doing yourself any favors you know um it's part of loving yourself creating these boundaries for yourself and it also means that you've got more to give you've got more energy that you can do the things um you can spend time with the people you love you can put more into your um purpose projects that um you feel passionate about to help others um rather than um because if you're doing something you don't really want to be there most of the time people can probably tell that and then you're giving negative energy out what's the point is that you know you don't want that we don't no, we want positive energy out in the world. So just um, be honest with yourself. And I think it's more, it's better to be aligned with where you're, where you're at, what you truly want. And when you feel more aligned, I think that's when you feel more happier and more fulfilled. Um, and I think you start glowing. I think people can tell, that, you know, oh, this person is where they want to be type thing. And, um, and I think that just creates this positive vibe. And, it, and I think that's, um, yeah, you know, that can spread. Yeah. And you don't have to feel that like busy and that overwhelm and I'm tired. I'm yeah. tired. That repeating pattern, you know, yeah. uh, when we often say that I get into those patterns all the time and, and then we kind of have to change how we see it. We have to change that pattern so that it doesn't continue repeating by setting boundaries and then, um, changing that path. And like, you know, if we're so busy and we're so tired, well, let's get some, instead, let's say, let's get some rest this weekend and mm. let's, uh, let's organize, um, the week, um, better so that we don't drain our energy, you know, yeah. And, yeah. and maybe can get, you know, more things done without having to waste so much energy. And so just changing that perspective sets you mm. up for the next action step by just yeah. saying it out loud or saying it in your mind, you know, writing it down and just saying, okay, I surrender to that. I'm busy. I'm overwhelmed. Um, I'm tired and, and change that pattern. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of it is reframing it, how it is in your mind. Cause I think a lot of people think that if they say no to something, they're letting people down, but you know, what about you letting yourself down? Aren't you letting well, yourself yeah, down? And most of the time it doesn't, yeah. everyone's so afraid of letting other people down. And then when you start saying no, like you do no, and you're so scared to say <laughs> no, you're like, Oh, you're shaking and you're anxious. And you're like, Oh God, what's going to happen. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh, okay. It's no big Nothing deal. Happen. Nothing yeah, happens. It's, it's and, then, okay. yeah. and then it gives you permission to say no more. I remember I used to do that too. I used to let everyone take my energy, take all my love, mm. give away everything. I didn't leave yeah. anything for myself. Yeah. And, yeah. and then I finally, realized oh my gosh what am I doing being manipulated and used by everyone yeah. I am just beat and exhausted and tired and sick and then I was so scared saying no for the first time and then it was like whoa this is easy I love it and I <laughs> loved it and then I was just like <laughs> I just continued to do it so yeah um so that's life lessons uh, from a 40 something okay so yeah. what about your other books yeah, the uh, next one was Building Castles in the Sky, How to Make Your Dreams Come True. Love that um, one. Yeah, that was, oh, did you? I have it. <laughs> oh, great. Uh -huh. And uh, are you, have you read any of it? Yeah. Or are you mm -hmm. reading it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally resonates. Uh, yep. <laughs> um, yeah, and that was all, that was talking of reframing. That all started from reframing that book, really, because um, years ago, um, when I was a teenager, I was in um, 
in a pop band and um I remember passionately telling my mum all about things I was going to do and the 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 songs and what we were going to do and my mum sort of sweetly smiled and said to me oh you're building castles in the sky and um I was really (laughs) upset about this and I was like no I'm not I was really annoyed about it anyway my mum my mum's passed now she passed when I was about 22 and um but I remember that and I thought actually Actually, she had a point. I saw it from a different way, and I actually saw it from a way that would serve me. Yeah. So I thought, well, actually, she's got a point. I mean, I know a lot of people think of it as a negative thing, but it doesn't have to be a negative thing because if you think about it, you do have to kind of build castles in the sky first. You have to get the idea in your head for your big dreams before you can actually make them real, make them concrete, put them out there in reality. So um, that sort of flipped it around and say that was the theme of my book, really, about um, manifesting your dreams and reality and how it all starts with, in your head, your thoughts, how you see things and bring them out. Yeah, I just think that's, you know, the majority of, you know, what to do next is, you know, I always say 80% is really manifesting it, building castles in the sky. That's totally exactly the right words to say. So that's interesting that your mom told you that and and interesting how you perceived that. Yeah, I told, I probably would too. Yeah, you'd be like, no, I'm not. It's real. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and then your other book, Fabulously You as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fabulously You, Live a Life You Love. Um, that's basically for women in their prime of their life, um, especially because I, I um, funnily enough, I was a, it was a trip that got born out of the trip to the hairdressers, actually. Um, a hairdresser there, she said, um, she was just fairly, really, I felt like she needed a hug. You know, when someone just looks at you and they, they just want a hug. And this, that was, this book was born out of that, giving, giving someone a welcome, a, like a hug to let them know that everything is going to be okay. Don't worry, you're going to be all right. Because she's in her 40s and she goes, oh, I really need help. I don't know what to do. I'm at this stage of my life. She just got divorced. She, you know, she was just at a loss. And that's how this book is like, live a life you love. So basically it's all about, um, I mean, it could be for empty nesters too, but basically it's like falling in love with yourself again. Um, and it's... Um, because a lot of time, especially as women, it's easy to lose our identity and we get lost in, um, you know, bringing up a family, um, being a wife and all these roles. We always put these different hats on and mm-hmm. sometimes we haven't got anything for ourselves left. And then at a certain time in your life, you might think, oh, my God, what, but what have I got for me? What can I do about, about this? And it's basically saying that it's absolutely never too late. You can build your dreams. It doesn't matter how your age. It doesn't matter, you know. Um, just fall in love with yourself again. Um, you know, it's like starting over again. Even in like date, dating yourself again, get to know yourself, all, all the best things about you. Write down what you love about yourself. Dig deep. Um, and also you can learn new things about yourself. Take whatever you want to do. Do you want to learn a new language? Um, you know, new skill. You want to do dancing. You want to, you know, ride a horse. Um, whatever, you know, new things about yourself. It's a chance to to rediscover yourself and fall in love with back with you. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Yeah. That's so great. I think we all need that. And I think it's so great that you've written these books. You've done it. I mean, even being a busy entrepreneur and, and it's just amazing (laughs) that you're just sharing your light with the world. And I'm so thankful for you, Pamela. How do people find you? Um, Since you do have so much wisdom and so much light, I'm sure uh, many listeners would love to sort of see what you're doing and what you're up to. 
Um, yeah, sure. My, my website's called PamelaSummers.com. That's S-O-M-M-E-R-S, PamelaSummers.com. Or I'm on Instagram at Instagram.com, Pamela.Summers. Pamela.Summers. Okay. And I'll also put that in uh, the show notes and also the podcast details for you guys as well. Is there anything else you want to share today, Pamela, that we didn't touch on? No, all I would say is um, don't hide your lights. Someone out there is waiting to hear from you, hear your message, and only you can deliver it the way you can do. So be you and share your light. Yeah, be you. I think that's so important. It's so hard I when we disconnect from ourselves, just like we said in the very beginning, is we don't feel like we can give ourselves permission to be ourselves. And and it's just the most important thing. We have so much energy, so much light, so much wisdom, so much love to bring to ourselves, to others, to the world. And we just have a big purpose and it's important to remember that. So thank you so much for the messages that you've given today mm -hmm. on this show. I'm so thankful you've been here today. Oh, thank you for having me. My pleasure. Thank you. Okay, everyone, we will see you next week on the Health is Power podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone.